Well, I, I was wondering when you was going to bring it up in the business meeting to move this church a little closer to my house <laughs> so I could attend a little more frequent. <laughs> but I'm grateful for the privilege that we do love this church and you've been such a blessing and, and help to us and we're certainly indeed grateful. I, uh, I want to invite your attention to the book of Acts tonight. Someone said, you know a good uh, book on church buildings? Said, I believe I do. It's the book of Acts. <laughs> and so, uh, but just a little thought tonight. And uh, uh, if you'll notice me, the 28th chapter, 28th chapter of Acts, Acts 28. And uh, I, I'm just going to share a little thought that the Lord's impressed on my heart. And... Uh, if you'll read with me at the beginning in verse number one. The Bible said, and when they were escaped, this is after the shipwreck in 27, and when they escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, they came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt, this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered him, suffered not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. I'm interested in uh, verse number three. And the Bible said, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, uh, you do know that there's nothing in the Bible that's insignificant. Amen. We do know that every word is inspired of God. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm going to give a little background, but I want to preach a little while on picking up sticks. Amen. You said, well, that's going to sound too deep. It's still in the Bible. Pick, you said, what, what's that got to do with you? I think maybe the Lord will help us see some of that before we get through tonight. Would you bow with us for prayer? Heavenly Father, bless your word to our heart. We give ourselves to thee the best way we know how. Pray you'll do what I can't do. Challenge us from your word. Defeat the enemy. I plead the blood of Christ tonight for protection. I pray... You said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And I pray that you'd give liberty uh, for us to speak and liberty to hear, liberty to respond. I do pray for the Nelson family that you might continue to make your presence known to them, comfort their heart and their loss. We're grateful. We're grateful for the promises of the Word of God that tells us where our loved ones who die in Christ are. I pray that you'd help us to be mindful of the fact that life itself 
is a gift from thee. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Back in the 27th chapter of the, of the book of Acts, it's where we find Paul being a prisoner of Christ, not of Caesar, but of Christ. I, I want to go all the way back to the ninth chapter of the book of Acts. And in that chapter, we have the record of the Apostle Paul being, or, or Saul of Tarsus, being born again by the grace of God. Somebody said, oh, he just, just uh, saw a light. He did. He said it was just a sun stroke. It was. It was a stroke from the Son of God. That smote him drive, but he got born again by the grace of God. We believe that, don't we? And he never got over it. He'd say, did, did I tell you about the time? Amen. When I was on the Damascus Road, right. it's about noonday. There's a great light, and he said, "I got born again." Amen. You don't read very far down the road, and he said, "Hey, by the way, did I tell you about the time?" And by the way, that tells me that we ought to talk about when we pass from death into life, when we become children of God Amen. by faith. Yes. So he got converted. He's God's choice servant, yes. Yes. and uh, and so he's uh, he's on that ship, and they're. Uh, they're in a storm, right. and uh, the ship breaks. And uh, the first mention I've ever read in the Bible on a deacon board—that's what they floated into shore on, <laughs> deacon board. But uh, they're they're on they're on shore, and the Apostle Paul is just picking up sticks. He's, uh, he's illustrating Christianity, real Christianity, in shoe leather. Yeah. He, he's, not just saying, uh, he's not just saying on the Damascus Road I got born again, but he's illustrating what it meant to be a saint of God. I, I, I see that uh, there's something practical in these verses. Uh, that there's something that will be profitable for us in these verses verses. And uh, so I want to share with you seven considerations from the text. I, I want you to see with me, first of all, I believe the Apostle Paul, as he's busy picking up sticks, is declaring to his companions that he is the master of his circumstances. I, I, someone said uh, to Dr. Lincoln, as he asked them how they were doing, they said, well, I'm doing pretty good under the circumstances. Yeah. Dr. Lincoln said, oh, no. So that's a dangerous place to be under the circumstances. But I want to say to you, you've got a set of circumstances around you. He had a, a set of circumstances. But he, uh, he's been shut down. Amen. He's in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's been restricted. No more evangelistic meetings. He, he's just, uh, but he's saying, I'm not going to allow all these circumstances to dominate my life. Amen. He's saying, I'm going to be victor over my circumstances. I, I'm not going to let these things stop me. Now, I, I say to you, I think you ought to respect the COVID situation, but you ought not allow the COVID virus to lock you down to the place to where you're not 
picking up sticks. Amen. 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 And so he's, uh, he's in a set of circumstances, but he's declaring to his companions. I, and I said this, you know, I, I don't believe there's a mass that's strong enough to protect you. And I don't believe there's enough hand cleaner in the world to protect you. That's right. But I'm going to use both. <laughs> I, just as precaution, I'm just going to use both. And I'm going to ask God to cover my head in the day of battle. Amen. I'm going to pray that God would protect me. Now, I, I, I'm not anybody special, but I am a child of the king. And I do have a set of circumstances. I had 24 meetings counted last year. And some that's uh, kind of dribbling along this year. But listen, I, I'm not going to let my circumstances Amen. control me. Amen, In other words, I, 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 I'm saying this. I ought to respect what's going on. Yes, sir. That which I have no control over. Yes. But I'm not going to crawl in a hole. Yeah. Amen. I, I'm going to continue to do what I can while I can. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm saying to you, it's important. That, and I, I'm not talking about being crazy. I'm not talking about, I, I'm talking about the matter of realizing this, that God Almighty knows every circumstances that you're faced with. And we can determine by the grace of God and with the help of God that we'll do what we can in the midst of it. So that be, be reminded of this. We all have a set of circumstances. But I, but I see this. Uh, and in life, it's important that we master our circumstances. In the 28th chapter, uh, Luke gives an eyewitness account. He is, uh, he is the observer and he is the recorder of Acts 27, 28. And so in, in, in 27... He's a prisoner of Jesus Christ, not Caesar. He's on his way to Rome and uh, he's facing the possibility of martyrdom uh, for, the, for the sake of Christ and for the gospel. But he said, I'm, what, what's he doing? He's uh, just picking up sticks. Could I tell you that he's not criticizing those who are not picking up sticks? Amen. Amen. Uh, he, he's, he, and, and so he, um, it wasn't smooth sailing for him. Right. It's not an easy road that we're traveling to heaven. I'm saying he, he, uh, it wasn't smooth sailing. The ship on which they were sailing was caught in the teeth of that tempestuous wind uh, called Eurocladon. And for over two weeks, uh, the ship tossed like a cork on the waves of the Mediterranean. And, and uh, finally, the boat wrecks off the Isle of Melita. And uh, uh, that describes... In chapter 27, notice chapter 27, and let's look at a couple of verses. Verse 43, the Bible said, uh, but the centurion willing to save Paul, uh, uh, kept, uh, save Paul kept them from, kept them from their purpose. Their purpose was to kill him. And so, but the centurion willing to save Paul kept him from their purpose and commanded that they which stood, uh, which could uh, swim should cast themselves uh, first into the sea and to get to land. And uh, the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of ships. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. They escaped safe because Paul said, he said there's not going to be any loss of lives. He's been talking to God. And listen, but now he's just uh, picking up sick. He, uh, here the, it opens with a describing an occasion. Uh, it was cold. 
it was miserable, it was raining, and, uh, and the barbarians on that island had started a fire. The apostle Paul was picking up sticks to put on a fire that he didn't start. There's some folk that wouldn't pick up a lick of a stick to put it on a fire because of who started it. Hello, y'all all right? I'm I'm saying this, he's just doing what? He's looking for wood. He's, uh, He's looking for fuel for the fire. And the gist of his purpose is to keep the fire burning. To keep the fire burning. Praise God. I'm glad back in the early 60s, I had a pastor named Dr. J.B. Buffington. And uh, he started the fire. And he kept putting the wood on the fire. And and, uh, I was affected. I was influenced by the fact that somebody else started the fire. And and the Apostle Paul and uh, that whole crowd benefited because someone started the fire. He's looking for wood, fuel for the fire and that the islanders had built for them. His actions is shouting out this. My circumstances are not going to defeat me. Amen. Uh, and so the captivity, the shutdowns, the termination of the evangelistic meetings, Amen. the shipwreck, the bad weather, none of these things. He said, none of these things are going to dominate me. And by the way, could I tell you, none of those things touched the Apostle Paul's life without the direction of our God. And you understand the same thing. Uh, He said, I refuse to be a victim of my circumstances. He said, "Uh, I am determined by the grace of God and the strength of Christ to be a victor. Amen. Amen. We, we are, by the way, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And so he's saying uh, circumstances, the things that stands around us, the things that surround us, things that threaten us, uh, things that that uh, appear to be crushing us. Notice what Paul said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, I'm looking at verse number 8 and verse number 9. And the scripture said in verse number 8, he said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Uh, persecuted, but not uh, forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. He said, praise God, I've got somebody that's bigger than the storm. I've got, I know somebody that's bigger than my circumstances. He said, I'm not going to let the circumstances defeat me. And so, whatever your circumstances might be, the weather, didn't take much weather to hinder some. So, like I, I was visiting that dear lady over, with a lady over there in the, in the church in Thomasville and uh, it was about Tuesday in the week and uh, she said now I won't be able to be there Sunday I said well what in the world she said well I'm going to have a headache <laughs> I thought sister you are a headache <laughs> but uh, they're just planning the circumstances they're planning 
Uh, they're going to give in to the circumstances. So if it, uh, listen, we're coming if it doesn't rain. If we don't get so much snow, we'll be there. But the circumstances are controlling them. And so the, uh, it's this, uh, the sickness, the adversity, the financial distresses. Uh, we can triumph over them by the glorious enabling of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's God working in us. How is it that a set of circumstances affects one person one way and another person a different way? I, I, believe, uh, I believe we ought to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so uh, I, I, I see that, I see that uh, as Paul was picking up sticks, uh, he was displaying humility. Who is he? Well, he's the Apostle Paul. Yeah. Uh, who is he? Well, uh, he is the one who uh, he wrote that uh, great thesis to the believers at Rome. Uh, he, he is that, uh, uh, who is this man? He is, uh, he, he is uh, displaying humility. He, he, he's, not, he's not so important that he can't pick up sticks and put them on the fire. Why he wrote the letter, the, 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 the epistles to the churches and, and uh, his statement of faith and doctrine. He said at the feet of Gamaliel and he preached the gospel to the philosophers at Rome and, uh, and he, he's the apostle to the Gentiles and he's a great missionary. But wait a minute, he's just picking up sticks. Uh, he, he's he's uh, illustrating true humility. And so we got some folks that are so sold on themselves that they, they, that they are so important. I'm going to tell you how important we are. This is how important we are. We take a glass of water, take the index finger, just stick it right down in the middle of that glass of water, pull it out real quick, and the hole that's left there, that's how important we are. I, I, I'm saying, but he is displaying humility. He wrote the letters. He, uh, he sat at the feet of Gamaliel, preached the gospel to the philosophers of Rome. He's apostle of the Gentiles, great missionary, but just picking up sticks. There's nothing showy about that. I, I don't believe that they're offering certificates of appreciation to those who just picking up sticks. I, I, I don't believe they're giving any, any plaques to those who are just busy picking up sticks. And it, some folks would do something if they, if they thought they'd be recognized. Hello. That's in church too. And, and, and so uh, he, he wrote the letter to the, to the believers at Philippi. And he exhorted them to have the mind of Christ. How rare is the fruit of humility? Jonathan Edwards said this. He said, uh, nothing gets a soul so much out of the devil's reach as true humility. He, he, he is Who is he? Well, he's born again by the grace of God. But he was a persecutor before. He tells us in the book of Ephesians what he once was. And he, and he glories in what he is now. But it's all by the grace of God. But here is this great apostle, mighty missionary, just picking up sticks. He, he's picking up sticks. Now, now could, could I say it this way? There's no, it's not a picnic. It's not a picnic spirit. Among those who were uh, huddled around the fire, no plaques, 
no certificates, no limelight. In the ministry, there's many different jobs that are just routine. So, here's the man who comes early and sees to it that things are in their place. He's just picking up sticks, putting them on the fire so you could get a little warmth when they get (laughs) I'm grateful for those that have picked up sticks and put them on the fire that I could warm by. Hey, if you don't continue to put the sticks on the fire, it'll go out. I don't say to you, Heavenly Baptist Tabernacle, God help us to line up tonight and say by the grace of God, I'm going to continue to contribute. I'm going to place some sticks on the fire so my grandchildren can hear the gospel, so my friends can be saved by the grace of God. But it's just a simple act of picking up sticks, putting it on the fire. And, and so, so I, see, I see again, in the ministry there are many jobs, Many routine, mundane things from the natural point of view that there's no glamour in. And it's done behind the scenes uh, by some faithful servant that's never in the limelight. And they don't want to be because they're doing what they're doing for the glory of the Lord. And so they're just picking up sticks. And the purpose is to keep the fire burning. Praise God, don't you want the fire to continue to burn down at Herman Baptist Tabernacle? Well, why don't you get in line, get you some stick, put it on the fire. I, I, I say to you, keep the fire burning. This is what our attitudes ought to be, to keep the fire burning. As we go about our work, remember, remember we didn't start the fire. No, no, no. The missionary program that you have tonight, you didn't start it. God started that. But he gives us an opportunity to lay a little stick on the fire. And some missionary that's headed to the field comes by, gains a little bit of warmth by it. And you're motivated in your heart. And you say, praise God in the Lamb forever. I'm glad that I was able just to put a little stick on the fire that God's word could go around the world. I'm saying... uh, Keep the fire burning of the missionary zeal burning. I'm saying God help us to do our part to make sure that the fire doesn't go out. And I'm going to say to you, the fire's flickering tonight in a lot of places across this country. The fire's almost gone. But I'm telling you what, the Holy Ghost of God could breathe on your sticks. And cause that flame to leap up and burn brightly for the glory of the Lord. Amen. Now, I'm saying this. It was kindled by someone else. It was kindled by others. And our part may be small. But each stick and each branch and each twig helps keep the fire burning. And so there are all kinds of people willing to be a part of the bucket committee that wants to put the fire out. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying to you, contribute your fair share to keep the fire burning. This is number five, I think. By picking up sticks, 
the Apostle Paul was investing in the welfare of others. That's insignificant, is it not? No, it's not insignificant. By picking up sticks and putting them on the fire, there's what, 200, at least 275 more that came from that ship. And so by picking up sticks and putting them on the fire, he's investing in the welfare of all those folk. And that's what you're doing when you're putting sticks on the fire for the glory of God. You're investing in the welfare of every other member down at the Herman Baptist Tabernacle. And you're investing also not only in these members, but those that will be coming in. And don't you want the fire to be burning when the lost man walks in the door? Don't, don't, you want to, don't you want to see some fire? I'm not talking about man-made. I'm talking about something that God breathed and, and the embers of, of the, are burning brightly. And it is, uh, it, it, uh, and by the way, that lost person who comes in, they'll be affected by that. And they'll remember down at Herman Baptist Tabernacle, there's a fire burning for the glory of God. And I want to be a part of it, amen. And you'll see sinners get saved by the grace of God. And believers, but we're just picking up fire. Your name's not important. My name's not important. But the matter of keeping the fire going is very, very important. So we don't dip our colors on the Bible we use. We've got, we just put another stick on the fire and said, so help me God. It'll always be the King James Bible, 1611. And we're going to stay by that. Amen. And we believe that sinners are saved by grace through faith. Put another stick on. I'm saying, praise God. Paul's just... Picking up sticks. And I see this. He's interested in the welfare of others. By keeping the fire going, it not only met his need, but also the needs of others. And so the responsibility to others, you have them. Let's look at a few verses. In the book of Philippians chapter number 2. And Philippians chapter number 2. Let's read verse number 4, I believe is what I want. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 4. And the Bible said this. He said, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And then I see in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. And the Bible said, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Then if you'll notice the book of Galatians. In the book of Galatians chapter 5, and note with me verse number 13. He said, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh, uh, to the flesh, but, to love, uh, but, to, but by love serve one another. We do what? Serve one another. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. He said, Bear ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, Galatians 6 and verse number 10. He said this. And as you have, as you therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them uh, who are of the household of faith. Say, I say to you, the apostle Paul is not griping about those who are not putting on sticks. He's just picking up sticks. And and what he's doing, he's he's investing in the welfare of, 
of others. And so uh, we don't live to ourselves and we don't die to ourselves. But it's the matter of investing in the welfare of others. My grandson just left to go to Bible college and uh, he's uh, first time away from home. And uh, I, I'm, I want to put a few more sticks on the fire to keep the fire burning so my grandson, a grandson will get some help some more. I, I'm, interested, I'm interested in uh, helping him pick up sticks for God. Now, can I say, he was willing to pick up sticks just to keep the fire burning. Now, hold on just a minute. Notice verse, uh, uh, verse 3 again, chapter 28 of Acts. He said, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out, out of the heat, and fastened on his hand. And while picking up sticks, he was exposed to unseen dangers. Didn't suspect that. Didn't plan on that. But while he's picking up a bundle of sticks, a viper, a poisonous viper, latches onto his hand. That reminds me that if you're going to do anything from God for God, there'll always be folks that will try to censor you. And there'll always be folks that will not appreciate what you're doing and they'll attack you. It's kind of like the missionary nurse that's trying to help the patient that contracts the virus. It's like the missionary pilot that's flying the plane to help. But the viper comes out. And by the way, could I tell you, not everybody's happy about Hermann Baptist Tabernacle. There'll always be those, there'll always be some that will seek to hinder. While Paul went about his, about his service of love on behalf of others, that poisonous snake attached itself to the apostle's hand. And all the other fundamentalists said, well, he's, he was, he's guilty of murder. He, he's probably going to die. We're, we're, just, we're just waiting for it to happen. We, we know it's going to die. Uh, and so uh, many, may, may, may we be reminded and never forget that Christian service, service for God, always exposes us to dangers. I could tell you about how traps that the devil has set in the midnight hour and how God the Holy Ghost gave me enough discernment not to respond to it. And I found out, and it would have been a moral issue, I found out a couple of days later that it was just nothing more than a trap of the devil. While picking up sticks to try and help others, a viper attacked him. Now I'm going to say this. There'll be those that will criticize you if you try to do anything for God. It's like Dr. Lakin used to say, if you don't want anybody to talk about you, just be nothing, say nothing, 
do nothing. But he said, if you want, if you try to be something, say something, and do something, there'll always be somebody that'll be kicking you in the seat of the britches. But he said, you do know that when they're doing that, you're out front. I'm trying to say the Apostle Paul just picking up sticks for the benefit of others. Let me give you the last little thought. In Acts 28, in verse number 3, he's gathering a bundle of sticks and he laid them on the fire. Came a viper out out of the heat and fastened onto his hands. And you can read the rest, but his act of Picking up sticks by his doing that, he was gaining entrance into the heart of the islanders. And I'm telling you, they're watching you and they're watching me. So you said, boy, that's so insignificant. I'm I'm better than that. I'm bigger than that. Just picking up sticks. There's plenty of them out there. That needs to be picked up and put on the fire. Amen. Keep the fire burning yes, yes. for your grandchildren. Yes. Keep the fire burning for the glory of God. Oh, yes. But it's just picking up sticks. It's not writing books. It's not preaching sermons. Right, right. It's not counseling. It's just simply picking up sticks. And putting it on the fire. I say to you, there's some folk have got a place where they've got used to doing nothing. And the world's going to hell. And there's real fire in hell. And if they die without Christ, they go to a devil's hell. Now, I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody, but I'd sure like to help them to Christ. And I do that by just being faithful to pick up a few sticks, keep the fire burning. It's God who starts the fire and God who fans the flame. But it's up to you to keep the wood on the fire.